Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of readingsbyevan.com from New Jersey, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of ConjurmanConsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Miss Robin of RobinsMojo.com in Northern California, bringing us today's topic of figural candle spells. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Kathleen Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kath? Hi. Thank you, Evan. All righty. Well, uh, today is a big day. Um, first show that we've had since the 2020 election. Mm-hmm. Those of you who listen to this show in archive, especially three, four, or five years from now, you're going to go, well, I guess they're going to devote some time to talking about that election. And you're right, we are. <clears throat> and those of you who are present today, you know, if we didn't devote some time to talking about the election, you'd go, why aren't they talking about the election? So what uh-huh. follows is is what we might call dated material. And you can just, if you all know about what happened in 2020, you just skip on ahead to the spells and the talk and the panel discussion and the clients and all that other good stuff. But right now, um, we're going to talk about this election. And um, we're going to just devote a little bit of time to it because Ali and I, as you know, are both very politically minded people. And we've been mm-hmm. co-hosts here, and we've been talking about this stuff for a long time. And we have made predictions. Some of our predictions have come true. We've had guests who've made predictions. Some of their predictions have not come true. Um, <laughs> but Ali and I have a pretty good um, Batting average. Would you say oh, yeah. that's true, Ollie? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, I've posted all our predictions up now on my website to have like a timed record of them so that people can see 2020, we, we have a really good average this year. Yeah, yeah. All right. So um, what, where's that at? What is your, what's the URL where that uh, is posted at? Let me, uh, look, let me look it up real quick because I don't remember it off. Okay, just throw it in the chat. Throw it in the chat log and people can find it there in the chat log. Um, this has become a kind of an interesting um, subject, just prophecy, among the um, 
I want you to call it the, the predictive community, the divination community. This includes intuitive diviners, tarot readers, astrologers, numerologists. Everybody's put their, you know, their two cents in on the bets, and some have won and some have lost. And one of the things that um, I have talked about before is that any divining system or any divining person who can't hit 85% accuracy mm-hmm. probably isn't worth your time. I mean, chance is 50-50 on a yes-no, but many people can do a little better than that, but they don't usually become professionals. I'm not saying that a predictor has to be 100% right to be considered a professional and good level predictor, but I'm going to say as a as a person who's done this, for a long time, and Ali also has done this for a lot longer than a lot mm-hmm. of you think, considering what a young man he is. Eighty-five percent. What do you think, Ali? Is that a good? Um, is that a number that you would aim for? Yeah, anything lower than that is just you're playing with statistics at that point in time. But if you're if you're a diviner, if you you need to be able to break the sort of uh, law of averages, and so eighty-five and above is where you should be at. Yeah, yeah, and some people are above consistently above. But I'm just saying, if you can, if yeah. you can hit 85 percent on predictions, and this means all predictions. I'm not just talking about politics. You know, is the boyfriend yeah. coming yeah. back or is he not? You know, um, you know, will the cat recover or have to be euthanized? Anything like that. If you can hit 85 percent, um, and don't just listen to your clients who said, "Hey, you were spot on," and then ignore those right. clients who never call you back because you were wrong. Um, you want to, you want to get some. Um, thought about that. Now, having said that and uh, and gotten that off the table, this um, election has been fascinating for a number of reasons, obviously. A lot of people raving about the most votes ever and Trump got the second number of most votes ever. Yeah, we got the mm-hmm. most number of people in the United States mm-hmm. ever. So yeah. it's really got to yeah. be based on percentage of votes. And um, right now, the turnout and I think most of our political friends know this, the turnout is the second highest turnout since 1900. The previous second highest was during Kennedy's um, election. And there are some similarities with the Kennedy election. There was a Catholic running. This time there was a Catholic running. Mm -hmm. That meant that people who didn't really care to exercise their franchise but saw in a Catholic someone they should vote for, they turned out. And Mm -hmm. this has a lot to do with who do you think you should be voting for? We have, for the first time ever, a black and South Asian woman vice president Mm -hmm. and um, a lot of black and South Asian and female people turned out to vote for that. So that caused a higher um, number. What this leads us to is talking about what is democracy and why a diverse um, uh, electorate needs diversity in candidates. So there we saw mm-hmm. the, the, the winning combination. Now, let's say, Ali, what have you been thinking about all of this? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, this was so – it was one of those moments where I think um, there was a – even when it came to the predictions, right? So I sympathize with people who got it wrong. I get it. it it's tricky, right? Elections are always mm-hmm. a little bit tricky. But you and I predicted Trump's downfall. But even I, mm-hmm. at the end, was just like, we're so anxious about it, even though the predictions were there. And we had faith in the predictions and the, and the systems we were using. But there was an element mm-hmm. of anxiety associated with it, just because of how unpredictable and dangerous of a character he is. Um, and I think I, I've got to remark, when we're talking about predictions, I'll never forget that you called the beef shortages 
years in advance. <laughs> that's there's there's prediction and then there's like nail on the head prediction because that's one of those cases where nobody would have believed it. Oh, what do you mean beef shortages? You've got to be kidding. Cats just making that stuff up. And then lo and behold, from May to July, you know, Wendy's didn't have burgers. <laughs> you know, and right. genuine, right. genuine beef shortages. It's, it, this is an example of prediction. So you mentioned 85%. 85% is one example of you're on the right track. The other one is being able to predict things that seem unlikely, right? It's one thing to say stuff that's conventional wisdom. Oh, I think this is going to happen. Of course you think that's going to happen. Everyone thinks that's going to happen. But it's another thing to be able to say stuff that other people might go, wait, hold on, I'm not so sure about that. That, and when you turn out to be right, those are very powerful predictions. So this has been an interesting year for prediction. I've got to say the Seeing the what caused Trump to lose was phenomenal. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Pittsburgh that faced the horrific synagogue shooting. Philadelphia that he has been insulting day in and day out. Atlanta, Georgia, the home of George Lewis. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. like in your face. The, the spiritual rebellion was right there, the people rising up and saying, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And you said something quite powerful about right after the death of, of RBJ, RBG, um, and the kind of ghoulish, absolutely ghoulish way that these people mm-hmm. were dancing over her death in order to fill that Supreme Court justice. And man, mm-hmm. did her vengeance come back. Man, did her vengeance yeah. come back. It yeah. cost that. It was a real cost. That is something, too, that also, you know, in talking about um, Kamala Harris, there was all sorts of crazy, um, you know, he deliberately mispronounced your name, um, just a childish shit, you know. And there's people who look at that and go, I've had my name mispronounced by childish bullies, and they're going to go, ain't going to stand for that no more. Right. And Mm -hmm. there's there was a lot of I mean, the, the things that he did to lose were the things that he had done to win and he thought he could mm-hmm. just do them again but there was but you know as time went on you know he's you know saying that mexico is sending over rapists i mean just you know the list is so long um mm-hmm. you know the the, the the making fun of people with disabilities you know i mean this guy basically managed to p- tick off every possible demographic group oh, yeah. and they all came out to vote against him now the sad part is he almost won, right? Yeah. And yeah. that shows us we have some work to do with the next generation. There has been – people talk about mass media influencing people. Sure it does. But what influences people more is mass entertainment and mass sports. Mm-hmm. But particularly mass entertainment. Everybody goes and watches the same shows. I don't watch them, so I, I see them sort of wash over. You know, there's these these yeah. names. Oh, The Bachelorette. Oh, Real Housewives. Oh, Game of Thrones. Oh, you know, whatever. These things just wash over. You know, zombie apocalypse. Whatever. You know, I don't watch them. I don't have any interest. Never have all my life. I'm not trying to put them down. I'm just saying I got other things on my mind. But I see these things wash over, and when they do. I always take time to not watch an entire episode, but to read the Wikipedia article about them. Oh, so this mm-hmm. is what everyone's thinking about this year. Now they're thinking about zombies. Now they're thinking about <laughs> warfare, whatever it is. You know, um, you know, and looking at the tenor or um, looking at this editorially, as a person who edited fiction for a quarter of a century, 
the mm-hmm. the kind of um, plot lines, I would call them plot lines, that people are buying into have become more and more polarized, divisive, yes. and I, I'd say desperate to win. The stakes are yes. high. You know, and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there literally watching the David Pakman show on YouTube, and then up comes this <laughs> ad. No, really, seriously, up comes this ad, you know, boom, 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 this music, and this woman screaming, ah! You know, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Why am I, Why are they giving me this ad of terrorized women? But it's, there it is, you know. And um, so right now, the level of entertainment, it ain't, it ain't nice. It's bad. Yes. And that has caused yeah. people to live on edge. It's causing adrenaline to flow. It's causing um, flight or fight syndrome in the general mm-hmm. populace. Now, I could also say overpopulation is contributing to this. But if we're mm-hmm. going to, and this is a word to anybody listening, if we're going to slow down this um, negativity, this divisiveness, this racism, if we're going to slow it down, we need to present entertainment to the next generation. We've lost all gen- the whole generation. Those guys are gone. They're gone. They voted for mm, Trump. They're mm-hmm, dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what they are, they're dead to us. When I may say they're dead, it's a mm. Jewish frame. You're dead to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't curse them. They're just, I, I blocked them on Facebook. They're, they're, mm-hmm, they're not mm-hmm. in my Twitter feed. They're nowhere, right? But we can't change them. We've got to go to the next generation. And that means we have to do um, a lot of remedial work. And Doc Murphy says, I don't have a TV. Well, neither do I. But um, And Evan Lionheart says, TV is practically obsolete. But but it's just about streaming services. I call it all monitors. Yeah. You know, you're like watching monitors. So yeah. people think about how we can get the next generation to be kinder because this did not work. What happened from, yes. from 1994 to now has not worked. It's been really bad. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, so, yeah. So right on the money with that too. I mean, I want everyone to take a deep breath and sigh of relief because you everyone yes, should. Yes. And I, I joked to a, a colleague of mine the other day that I've never seen such spontaneous celebrations around a presidential election. It almost seems like a regime had fallen. You know, I know, like I know. It was like everyone was out in the street <laughs> and people with their little, you know, little light tubes waving them back and forth. That was sweet. yeah. It that was, was nice. It was. It was really joyous, and I think people deserve it. They deserve to take that sigh of relief because for so many, this was life and death. It was not a presidential election. This is a person who was handling COVID from the uprising, the, the actual stroking of racial tensions, uh, the actual denigration of Black Lives Matter. I mean, we were, this was life and death. So take a deep breath. But then remember, come next week, that the work continues. And what you said, Kat, was so right on the money. People are still on edge. We're still even more partisan than we've ever been before. And, and the number, the fact that Trump got so close should be a warning to us that we are not done. But they, we're not out of the, the woods yet. There's some creepy, right. dark stuff headed our way, and we should be prepared to tackle it head on. Yeah. And, um, again, th- this is a place where a lot of professional readers and root workers listen to the show. This is, you know, yeah. we're, we, we're a show for everybody, but a lot of pro, I mean, I look at who's in the chat room. Most of these folks are actually professional readers and root workers. They just mm-hmm. love to, you know, be part of it all. Um, and folks think about it when you're working with clients, think about what their lives are like, try to get to know them and see, um, how they got to where they are. There's so much um, 
I don't know what you could call it, um, economic disparity in this country right now, that um, it really is a time to think about working with your clients to try to get themselves into a better situation, not just the boyfriend, not just the job, but really try to get them into a better situation, try to move them to a place where they have an investment in America. And um, mm-hmm. because I have a lot of clients who don't, they have no, they don't feel anything about, you know, and of course, again, I'm just going to harp on it. Drug addiction and alcohol addiction are also deadening. And those people don't, mm-hmm. don't vote, or if they do vote, they don't vote sane. <laughs> so, so as, as professionals, I call upon all of us to think about how close we came to losing the United States of America. And we're not out of the woods yet. We won a battle, no. but this is not over yet. The the they're out there with, um, you know, they just arrested a couple of guys for coming onto a one of these voting centers with guns and claiming it was all mm-hmm. a fraud. You know, it's like what the fuck, man. You know, yeah, this yeah. is not good. This is not good. And um, you know, Jewish graves being desecrated with Trump's name. Yep. You know, spray painted yep. on. You know, is this not over yet? This is not over yet, yep. and um, but yeah. we got some good people in place, and and we have some hope. So send all those good prayers. Remember when Obama was elected? Um, Najah Lightfoot Bagley had oh, yes. started well, actually while he while he was running, she had started a candle for him because she had received a feeling that there would be an assassination attempt, which of course there was, but but it not it never reached him, and. She lit a candle, and then she passed a, um, a lit candle from that to me and to many, many other people. And then I went to a big event, a big political event, and I was just lighting candles off of it, pinching them out and giving them to people, just one after another. Light a candle, keep on lighting candles for Obama not to be assassinated. And we had this thing, and it went on for years. And when he got his second term, we did it again. And I'm I'm just going to say this again, just nicely. Um, if any of you feel inclined to do protection spells for um, the incoming administration, please do so because I, I think you you see it too, Ollie. There's a threat there. Oh yeah, yeah. We're definitely not out of the woodwork, and and uh, you know I've I've mentioned this about the Great Conjunction that's coming up. That political fragmentation is a, is real, and it's going to continue unless we do something to stop it. And political fragmentation always comes with threats to the body politic, to the civil. I mean. Who would have thought, who would have thought that we'd be living in an era where synagogues aren't safe, where mm-hmm. cemeteries aren't safe, where churches aren't safe? That's not going away anytime soon. And so prayers of protection, prayers of blessing, there should be a community of care. You shouldn't only be lighting candles, you know, for reconciliation and money drawing. You should. That's great. Look out after yourself. But if you're a root worker, your job isn't just to put up your, you know, a shingle and say, hey, here I am, come and pay me. It should be to care for your community. It should be to take a step up and go, okay, let's spiritually protect the people around us. Let's spiritually protect those that desperately needed vulnerable communities, places of worship, uh, marginalized. If you're a worker, you've got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Joshua said something nice. 
It feels like there's an incredible amount of healing and boundary setting to be done. I think root workers and spiritually minded folks have a lot of responsibility to participate and encourage others to engage. And um, Dr. Jeremy Weiss said, well, the death rate from COVID set to triple in January, and the things we need to do to get this pandemic under control are very difficult. That's true, too. And... um, and I have to say, I um, we have we have a lot ahead of us. We're not over yet. I was just listening to um, this week in virology, and they're going, well, maybe by May we can reassess. I mean, they're not ready oh, wow. to. We're, we're not out. Yeah, they're saying, well, maybe in May we can have you know have some, some something on the horizon. <laughs> and these are professional wow. virologists. Right. All right. right. Um, and. Um, Oh, look at this. And and Shiva posted some other lucky mojo food root work hours on the pandemic. Thank you. Oh, perfect. And the, and uh, he gave the URL for this week in virology, microbe TV forward slash twiv. All righty. Um, well, now we have a, 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 a another objective here. And so I'm going to bring in our wonderful guest, Ms. Robin. So, Ms. Robin, Yay. you heard me and... Me and the Conjurman talking politics. We do this every once in a while. But um, welcome to the show, Miss Robin. Thank you. Welcome, Thank you very welcome. Much. Yeah. So um, let's let's catch catch up with you. Um, first of all, how have you felt about the election? Well, you know how I felt. I had him in the coffin all the time, and I knew his campaign was going to be dead. We already knew that, so you know I already predicted where it was going in the first place. Uh, (laughs) This is why we love Miss Robin. Uh, again, for those who don't who don't uh, didn't attend the virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, Miss um, Robin made a video of a coffin spell and with a doll in it, and the doll was um, uh, Donald J. Trump, and she beat the shit out of him. She really did it. Thank you. <laughs> we love um, you, Miss Robin, grateful. and this is exactly why. Yeah, grateful <laughs> Diana asks in the chat, is this a first with Miss Robin on? No. No, no, no. Let me let me take us back here a little bit. Miss Robin, you 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Miss Robin was on our show as early as 2004, isn't that correct? Yep. Yeah, before I was even here. Started the, we, when we first started the uh Hoodoo Root Work Hour. We were mm-hmm. it was a panel of seven of us. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then um uh, you've also been a guest on um, at least, you know, besides in the panel, I believe you've also been a guest at times. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. At, um, but we want to make Ms. Robin, um, uh, you see, what a lot of you all, again, these radio show people don't know what else is going on with everything. Ms. Robin has joined uh, the Board of Bishops of the Association of Independent um, Spiritual Churches, which is the the organization that runs AIR, the Association of Independent Spiritual uh, Readers and Root Workers. And so Ms. Robin has had other things on her plate. Now, that's, that's a good way to say it, right? And um, the, she has now reached a point in her life where she's able to devote a lot more time to our community. And we are so grateful, Ms. Robin, so grateful. Yes, I'm and, grateful uh, that I'm able to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's another time in my life where everything is changing, so I'm able to mm-hmm. give more of myself to my craft and to people and listening. And the, uh, one thing I, I know you guys were saying that um, 
people need to um, give in to what, what was it? What did you say? America or something? But people have to invest in America. That's what you were saying. Mm-hmm. But first, mm-hmm. people have to invest in themselves. In mm-hmm. order to invest in something else, they have to invest in themselves so they mm-hmm. know where they're going. Then they can have a goal and a picture, but you can't invest in nothing until you invest in yourself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's really um, it's really wonderful to have you here. Now, our panel discussion is uh, going to be about figural candles. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to yes. start with just a little history, and then we're going to get into talking about figural candles. So the little bit of history is this. As you all know, I talk about it quite often. Um, the uh, petroleum wax industry really only started up Civil War and after, and the coloring of candles really only started around 1900, 1907, whatever, aniline dyes, coloring candles. And then the molding of these figural candles really kind of hit full speed in the um, 20s and 30s. And they they started for a number of reasons. One reason was for the idea of celebratory candles, uh, you know, Christmas candles um, in the form of Christmas trees, uh, Thanksgiving candles in the form of pumpkins. And then it got just got wilder and wilder. They were like little pilgrims, and there were little choir boys singing, and all kinds of these figural candles. Pretty much anything that was a statue that had a mold, you could make a candle out of it. And uh, these got picked up and used in hoodoo, by the 30s. And so they've been with us almost 100 years, figural candles in uh, hoodoo, but we cannot call them traditional, stretching back to um, pre-emancipation. They don't stretch back to Africa, but they have been part of urban hoodoo ever since urban hoodoo came into existence in the 1920s and 30s. So having said that, let's turn it over to you, Ms. Robin, and tell us about figural candles, how you use them, and what you like to do. Uh-oh. I don't hear Ms. Robin. Oh, no. Did we lose her? Uh-huh. Oh, it says muted, says Nagashiva. Where's Miss Robin? Click. Uh-oh. Guess. Uh-oh. Technical problem. There oh, she is. <laughs> can you hear me now? <laughs> yeah, sure can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those are the time I used them as doll babies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people want to use figure candles because they want to look at a image um, mm-hmm. for as the figurines of the men and the women. Uh, some people want to use um, candles with body parts, you know, like the mm-hmm. penis and the vulva. They want to mm-hmm. use uh, candles, uh, figurine candles with the cross or the devil or any type of ones that are used for, like, money, like the pyramid. So a lot of times people like using the visual candles more of what the figurines with visual because they want to see more than mm-hmm. they would do with just the uh, virtual um, seven-day visual candles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what I do with the candles is I'm doing love spells. I'm doing, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, bad spells, 
okay? We, we, we ain't going to get all else into it, but um, and I'm doing mm-hmm. money spells, mostly mm-hmm. with the figurine candles and blessings, especially blessings mm-hmm. when I'm doing for, like, a marriage or a newborn baby. I will use more of the candles, the white ones. Uh, or if somebody's having difficulties in their house, I would suggest them to use more of the white cross or the blue cross in their mm-hmm. home so they can have peace and, and harmony uh, with the blue and white to more bless. So mm-hmm. I would go with mm-hmm. the white first and then the blue with them. And a lot of times what you do with the candles is you need to, um, at the base of them, is to hollow them out and put in your ingredients, which are your herbs and your petitions, on what you want mm. to happen or what you want them to do. So it's like breathing life into the figuring candle. Mm-hmm. Well, loading candles, you know, uh, hollowing out at the base and then putting in things, whether it's herbs, whether it's personal concerns, and then um, pouring in wax. I just want to give a little tip on this to new people. Um, when you carve out the wax that you're going to make the hole with, save it. Don't throw it in the trash, of course. And you should also have in your tools and equipment a spoon of some sort that can be held over flame, some sort of like a ladle. Yeah. Some people like to use a ladle with a side spout. You can look them up. They're they're, they're regular cook tool. And you put that mm-hmm. in there, and you just heat it right over the flame, but don't get it so hot it's going to catch a fire. Be careful because the, the, the wax will burn. But just um, do that, and then you can pour using that little side spout ladle, and you just pour the wax back in um, and then smooth it over, and you've got your candle nice. Make sure it stands nice and flat. That's how you do it. You know what I use in, for my divination tool is sometimes I use a knife, but most of the time I use a Phillips screwdriver. It's the best thing. Mm-hmm. It's not where it gets hot, where you burn your hand, and you can mm-hmm. dig real good in there, and you can use it to smooth out like a knife. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yes, and it works it works real well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um then then we talk about um inscribing figural candles and people often ask about that. So tell us Miss Robin, how do you inscribe your figural candles? So it depends on what I'm doing. If I, if I'm doing bad work, uh, usually I'm using a coffin, yeah to mm-hmm. scribe out things on my candles. If I'm doing love work, it is usually with a red pen because mm-hmm. I can still scroll in it with the red pen. So it mm-hmm. depends on what type of work that I'm doing is what I'm using. So most of the time, only the bad work I'm doing the nail and the rest of it I'm doing with the red pen through the candle. Right. Well, now, see, oh, almost, oh, I want to go back to what you said about a red pen because I want to make sure I understood. You mean um, a red, uh, do you mean like a pen, like a map pen with a red head, or do you mean a ballpoint pen that writes in red that is no longer writing? Yeah, a ballpoint red pen. The reason That's why what I thought. I always, the reason why I always use red pens for different things, especially right now, partitions, as I always teach all my clients, is because 
the red represents different types of blood. So if I'm doing mm-hmm. magic on uh, love or peace work, it represents dove's blood. If I'm doing work on the evil side, it represents bat's blood or black. Or if I'm doing the work on the money side, it represents dragon's blood. So that's why I always use the red pen because in the olden days they used the the actual blood, taking the blood from a dove, and they would dip it in the inkwell and then write it in blood for real or from a bat or whatever. But but now we're in more modern times, so we just integrate and say, you know, the red mm-hmm. pen for the for yeah. what it's supposed to be used. Well, it- Evan Evan says that he uses an awl to dis, to inscribe his candles. Doc Murphy uses mm-hmm. a big embroidery needle, and I use a large darning needle. And Doctor Sweets mm-hmm. says I use a consecrated Gabon ebony pen with red ink. Ooh. <laughs> so we, Ooh. we all we Ooh. all have our little ways. I just got to ask. So, contraband, what do you use to inscribe the candle? I use a darning needle too. <laughs> darning needle, okay. Yeah, yeah it's just that. <laughs> well, it's, it's very easy to do so. Yeah, darning needles are nice, and they're not too sharp. They're a little um, yeah. rounded on the point, so they don't hurt you. Um, <laughs> I have I have gone full throat Wicca and used a rose thorn for love, um, because a yeah. Wiccan lady gave me a spell that said use a rose thorn, so I did it, and it was kind of neat. You know, pop the thorn off the rose and use that. Took a little bit of um, maneuvering, but it worked. Um, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do that. All right, so now we've loaded our candle. We've inscribed the candle. Next comes dressing the candle. So, Ms. Robin, how do you dress the candle? I dress depends on what I'm doing. Like I was telling people, in, if I'm doing evil work, I'm dressing mm-hmm. the candle from head down, okay? Mm-hmm. If I'm doing love work, I'm dressing it from foot up, or if I'm mm-hmm. doing blessing work, foot up, um, because you want it to come to you. The others, you want it to go away, or you want it to disappear. And mm-hmm. I dress it with oil. It depends. Uh, you can dress your candle in herbs and oils. Uh, I like to use a lot of goofer dust. I like to use a lot of um, mm. peppers, and I like to use a lot of black salt when I'm doing a, I'm not, I'm not stuck on the evil stuff. God, I just, maybe the Trevor, the, the Trump stuff is still kind of weird. I'm stuck on the evil stuff. Uh, sulfur and all that for the evil stuff. Now, when I'm dressing for love, I use more of the honey. I use more of the sugar. I use more of the catnip. Mm-hmm. I, use, you know, all the lavender. With if I'm dealing with the same sex, I use more of that for them. So mm-hmm. dressing doesn't mean just automatically with oils. It means dressing with herbs also. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to put uh, like twine around it. And that's considered like a dressing too because you're combining them together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. That's good. Wow. I, uh, go ahead. 
I was going to say that that uh, one of the things we haven't uh, talked about yet is uh, the different types of figural candles that that exist out there. That when we say figural candle, we're talking about a whole class of of candles that include Adam and Eve candles, that include dress candles, that include uh, devil candles, skull candles, everything you can imagine. There's even coffin candles. All these are figural candles. And what makes them so fantastic is that combination of candle magic with doll baby magic. I was just going to say that uh, my go-to, everyone kind of knows me as the skull candle guy because I do so many skull candle workings. But I also love Mm -hmm. devil candles. The devil figural candle is one of my go-to are probably the two most common forms of uh, figural candles I use, skull candles and devil figural candles. And one of my favorite workings, I'm just going to give it real quick since we're talking about all the evil stuff that you can uh, do here, (laughs) is you actually take a a black devil figural candle. You're going to need a kind of large bowl or plate of uh, uh, salt, and you're also going to need a large tray, like a cookie sheet that you could place this all on. If you're trying to get rid of somebody and they're really kind of difficult to get rid of, take their name, write out their name, and then bury it in that plate of salt. So put the name down and then cover the entire thing with salt and red pepper. Get yourself a devil figural candle, a black devil figural candle. Dress this with hot foot and black art. And now here's the tricky part. You're then going to tie up a large string around this devil figural candle and hang it upside down. So you want to set this up in a way so that you're not going to cause any fires in your house, which is why you have that nice big cookie tray in case anything drips. And what you'll do is you'll light that candle so that it drips upside down into that salt. And you're going to call out, devil, devil, come quick and seize so-and-so. Drive them out of my life and out of this neighborhood once and for all. And you will let it burn, that dripping wax. Just drip, drip drip into that mixture of salt and red pepper. At some point, the flame will actually burn through the thread or string and cause the entire candle to collapse. This is why you need to be careful in your setup. And when it does, it will be snuffed out, and you bury that entire mess on that neighbor or person's yard, and they will be gone right quick. Wow. Wow, that's that's an amazing one. Hope you all took notes on that. That was good. Um, there, uh, Doc Murphy uh, mentions there are uh, pentacle figural candles. Yes, yes. and uh, and uh, of course there are also money pyramids. I mean, there's so many kinds here. Anyone can make one. Buddhas and and so forth. Um, and the question because well, what do I use this for? That's the the question. What do I use this for? Well, it depends on your personal inclination toward that figure. If I was going yeah. to use um, a pentacle candle, I would probably want to be in a pentacleoid religion. And um, so mm-hmm. I would probably mm-hmm. dress the candle with the oil in some sort of pentacle shape. I, mean, I, would, I would do it that way. Um, there are uh, certainly candles for every form. Beautiful angel candles. Some of them so beautiful you yeah. don't want to even burn them. They're just lovely. Um and candles can also be used, figural candles can also be used as figures. In other words, they, they're yes. pretty stable. They they won't last forever. I mean, you know, 200 years from now, they'll probably have broken or fallen into a, a little puddle. But, but for um, 10, 15 years, uh, 20 years, especially those candles which are um, what they call it varnished. It's not really varnished, but they are uh, coated with a, a heavy coating of stearic acid wax. It's very shiny. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. and those candles will last. They'll hold their form. I have old candles from the 1930s that are still 
holding their form. They tend to fade the, the colors of the thing. So they can become um, altar figures. Then there comes that moment when you decide, after you've had that thing on your altar for seven years, do you set it on fire or not? I've said that this is a great way of working with skull candles. You don't have to burn mm-hmm. the skull candles down. You can create, especially for one, like let's say healing, right? Someone has ongoing mental health problems or addiction problems, a white skull candle that you keep on your altar and work regularly, you can have that going for a long, long time, and you don't have to burn it down. You could do it at the end. Let's say they've come through mm-hmm. their struggle, you can burn down that candle. But it's a great way of working. You work that skull candle mm-hmm. for the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, now, we, we also, I want to get into one more thing, and, and I want you to answer this question, Ms. Robin. When people talk about double-dressing a candle, and usually that means um, uh, either you are going to dress the candle with an oil and then dress it with an herb, or dress it with an oil and then with a powder, or you can powder an herb. And somebody already anticipated us in the chat, and that was Dr. Sweets, saying, just a note, using too much Ground cinnamon can cause the cinnamon embers to float up in the air once it comes into contact with the flame. But I want to ask you, Ms. Robin, do you use any kind of powders or powdered herbs to double-dress your figural candles? Yes. Um, one is like when you get those little brown candles, uh, little brown skull candles, I like to put mm-hmm. them in court cases and make them mm-hmm. the, uh, when they are the person that is against my client. So mm-hmm. I like to, when I double dress them, I like to dig out their skulls and I like mm-hmm. to put in the poppy seeds and then I mm-hmm. like to put in the goose for death and, 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 and a little bit of the chili peppers to make their brain just like burn and go crazy. Then I'm putting the black art oil or the doom oil on it. Mm-hmm. And that is double dressing because you want them to have like a scatterbrain or confusion or anything like that, and that's when you're because you want them to lose their case for your client, you know, for your client to win. You want them to mm-hmm. be where they are discombobulated and they don't know what they're talking about. So then your client wins. So yeah, and mm-hmm. you, and it's good to use just not only for the attorneys but for witnesses too. So you mm-hmm. want to do that for each of the witnesses. Too. Now, it's one candle that I have been trying to find, and nobody seems to have one, and that is mm-hmm. a black tongue. A black what? A tongue. A tongue. No, I've never I seen wanted, mm. That's I a, wanted, That is an interesting idea. Um, all of you candle makers... Yeah. yeah. The reason why I want a black tongue is because that I I need it for the same sex for uh, the females for the lesbians because you always have something that is you can use for a man to say or if it's the same sex for man, well I can make his you do something with a penis candle and and but what can you do for a female? When she's the one that's only giving the pleasure and not getting the pleasure. Oh my God! <laughs> Ooh, that's a good. <laughs> well, then we should have a red tongue and pink tongue too. It should be all types of tongues. 
<laughs> Whoa. That's good. So that's an interesting idea. Um, um, uh, so that's well, you. Are you you're talking about possibly using that as a a to represent the intruding woman if you're going to use a black tongue. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Oh my right. gosh. Uh, lesbian breakup spells. Thus, things come about. Somebody's going to come up with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, somebody mm-hmm. is going to make uh, that happen. Trust me, that is interesting. Yeah. And I thought also you could you could also take a well, you know, necessity necessity. You could also take a black skull candle and um, and modify the mold and make a, a, a skull with the tongue coming out from between the teeth. And wouldn't that be something? Because mm. oh, you could also you could also use that to have people speak what they do not wish to speak. What an interesting yes. God! Your, your brain, man, your brain is I like, <laughs> wow! <laughs> but that that does bring us to vulva candles and penis candles. Mm-hmm. And um, I've mentioned these before, but I'm just going to say that the vulva candle, when loading a vulva candle, you can load it from below, just like any other candle, but it's very common to load the vulva candle by digging it out in the slit. Um, It's just a sort of a tradition to do that. Um, Penis candle usually loaded from below, just what it is. But if you want to uh, do some evil work on somebody, you, you could load the penis candle from the top, and you'd be putting in, you know, dig out around the little hole and you just put in some red pepper powder and some um you know um, oh vandal root to make it smell bad and you know just sort of an ugly acetate some sort of ugly discharge from the penis you know Mm -hmm. i'm just saying it can be done that's all (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well this is what makes figure candles so so phenomenal is that you can do so much with them right Mm -hmm. i mean you can carve them you can manipulate them uh, you know, if you want to really mess somebody up, you can carve out uh, the penis candle and stuff it with alum, right? Mm-hmm. So that you're you're mm-hmm. causing literal literal backup. Um, there's a really there's a really messed up way of, of of working with penis candles that strives to create prostate cancer. Um, and so mm-hmm. there's ways you can work with candles that skull candles that you carve out. You know, you carve the mouth out, uh, put alum to shut them up, or you put deer's tongue to make them speak. So there's all sorts of things mm-hmm. you can do with figural candles that you don't always do with other types of candles. And that manipulation is part of the magic. It's not just about setting them up and dressing them and letting them burn. You're actively working skull candles. You're carving mm-hmm. them. You're inscribing them. You're adding things. You're knotting them. A very famous penis uh, candle spell is where you actually knot the penis candle with uh, a thread that has been knotted that you've captured their semen on, their sexual fluids on, in order to mm-hmm. bind their mm-hmm. sexuality. So there's some, there's some really great stuff. You can even use those as uh, sexual, you know, devices of their own, the penis candles that are used <laughs> as, as sort of for, for pleasure or vulvous candles that are used for pleasure. These are ways of working with, can- with these type of figural candles. You don't always think about, but that's what makes them so unique is there's an element of creativity there that's just beautiful. Yeah, and I'm going to take it back a, a little ways. If you cannot find a candle that is what you want it to be, um, investigate pouring your own candles. Uh, you can get soap yeah. molds. They won't last yeah. forever because they're a thin plastic. But you can make, um, if you use a low-temperature wax, you can pour all kinds of you know, decorative um, 
candles and, you know, seashells, flowers, whatever, angels, and just pour your own candles. It's it's fun. It's easy. It also answers the question, what do I do with all that leftover candle wax? You don't always have to be burying that candle wax. You've got some leftover wax. Let's say you've been working somebody a love spell for a long time, and you have a bunch of red wax and more red wax and more red wax and more red wax. Just put it in a can. Um, put the can in a, a, a saucepan of water, uh, put it on a low fire to, to keep it, make sure it's in the water, to get a water bath, and um, melt that red wax, and now start using soap molds or candle molds. You can buy them online and start making wax candles that are figural because those are double-made candles. Mm-hmm. That was the mm-hmm. wax that was already left over from a love spell, and you're going to make it you're going to remake it. So that's called remaking candles, okay? And mm. remade candles are some of the most powerful. Same with a remade cursing candle. Um, they, they are. It's like over and over doing it. And if those candles have in them some herbs and some whatever, the wax has all that left over, just keep going with it. Just keep going with it. Because you're, each time you're doing it, you're concentrating it. And, of course, you can always add more new fresh wax but it's like tony i taught us at the virtual hoodoo heritage festival about holy water as long as it's what was it he said tony i said more than 50 percent holy water you can add holy water add plain water and it becomes holy water right mm-hmm. then it just sits there and now it's holy water now you can just add less than 50 percent and it's still holy water so you can add infinite amount as long as you do it in different pourings and it's the same with this mm. remade wax Okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's the it's the holy water principle. <laughs> if mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. sense. And and speaking of of wax here too, the other great thing about figural candles is that they are easy to read when it comes to candle or, or wax divination. Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of wax, they burn in very interesting ways. But also, as Miss Robin talked about double dressing, and you talked about the way we work with these candles, they burn in interesting ways, right? If you double dress the candle, it's not going to burn the same way normal candles do. They burn in sort of funky ways. And that leads mm-hmm. for a lot of really great divination. There's actually a famous example of this, Dr. E, the, the late and great Dr. E, did an inflammatory confusion uh, skull candle. And the way that it was dressed and the way that it burned is that the candle actually fell through and burned from the inside of the skull out. So the candle almost looks like a little pumpkin, if you will, or a jack-o'-lantern, with it burning mm-hmm. inside and the outside remaining. And it was such a great, it's a really beautiful spell, if, uh, if we can find the image of it. Um, but what it, it, it indicated, and what he re- read that at, as the implosion of the person he was working on, this was for a court case spell, and that's what happened. The person built that fire up, built their inflammatory confusion up, they were angry and angry and resentful until they finally burst forth and they completely melted. So look at the way that the figural candles burn. It will tell you something about the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Shiva put in a note in the chat, and he's right to mention it. If you are remaking um, cursing candles and adding new black wax, you may need to add more black wax chip dye because black uh, dye is you just need a lot of it to make a black candle. Um, that's all. A good, very good note, and thanks for mentioning it because otherwise people will have grayish brown candles and they won't be happy. <laughs> so. Now, you could you when we talk about figural candles and we talk about what is personal, uh Contraman mentioned using uh sexually formed candles for pleasure self-pleasuring and um 
and that is a um, let's put it this way: this is a seldom mentioned, and and it can be abused. And I'm going to put in a um, a caution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here: there was a root worker among us who was known for having the kink of sending penis candles to his female clients and telling them to use them for self-pleasure and then mail them, wrap them up in aluminum foil and mail them back to him. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't be that client who calls me up weeping and crying later because you did that. Okay? So uh, be be in control of your own sexuality if we talk about using candles sexually. Just saying. Don't I don't want to hear any more whimpering from the peanut gallery about how you got abused by that man. Okay? <laughs> Doc Murphy, who apparently wasn't around when that was happening, says, holy sheep shit. Yes, it was for real. Yes. And um, yep. can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Yes. 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 Now, all three of us, all three of us know of whom we speak. Yes, yes, oh, yes. there is definitely yes. <laughs> potential for abuse there, so be mindful. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, um, there is another uh, thing that we talk about using um, uh, standing naked men and women, Adam and Eve candles. And we've talked yes. uh, before, we had a show on moving candle spells, so this kind of overlaps. Those can be used as dolls, moving them towards and moving them away. One of the most important things about working with moving Adam and Eve candles, depending on what brand you buy and what they look like, it often is a good idea to cut away the front of the pedestal. It makes them a little more likely to tip over, but if you want the two candles to touch, bosom to bosom and loin to loin, you have to make sure, try it ahead of time, and you might just want to use a hot knife to cut that, and this is just a you know one of those tips and tricks that if you've done it, you need to know about doing it and teach others, uh, so that they will touch well. If you tie two candles together with say sewing thread, mm-hmm. and um, you know mm-hmm. to to bind them, be prepared for that sewing thread to burn, and it may burn irregularly, and and little um, you know embers may fall. So again, you want a nice place to burn if you're ever going to put thread on a candle. And I would also say that there are certain um, things that can be done to make a a figural candle suffer. Um, and one yeah. of them is to yeah. use um, pins. We've talked about in, in a skull candle using pins in the head. But you can also take a, a, a male or female candle and use red-hot pins in various parts of the body, much to um, cause pain. And you can uh, dip those. So you would have a your um, your curved Kelly obstetrical forceps, which I talk about all the time. Those are your long Kelly forceps, not the short ones. And you're going to uh, grasp that pin by the end with a little clamp, and you're going to put it in your candle flame uh, or your um, stove flame, whichever you got. I tend to use a candle flame on my working candle. And the work, by the way, the working candle would be the candle that sets the mood. In other words, a love spell, I got a red candle. It's a cursing spell, I got a black candle. If it's a healing, uh, I got a white or a blue. And that working candle is what I use to to um, light things with and from. And so, um, mm-hmm. put your pin in that candle flame or in your stove uh, flame, and then dip it into your um, 
little dish or bowl of whatever your working oil is, and while it's still hot, you're going to stab it into that candle. If it's for um, love, if it's for money, uh, you can put it in the hands, give me the money, you know, whatever it's going to be. If it's for love, Mm -hmm. you can put it in the heart in a kind of a nice way. May your heart burn with love for me. If it's for someone to have a heart attack, you'd be using a black candle of of a person. And, uh, oh, that brings us to another thing. Robin, I do this, and I don't know if you do, but I've talked about it before. Do you ever put a baby bump on a lady candle? I've done this so many times, and it works really well. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. You want her to get pregnant? Uh, Yeah. uh, When I'm doing that, yes, uh, you just add a little bit more. But usually I would do it on the white candles because I don't mm-hmm. do it on the red candles as much because right. they're they're supposed to be coming together. I would do it on the white bride and groom mm-hmm. candles because mm-hmm. then they're already married. I'm old fashioned. I believe mm-hmm. marriage first, then baby second. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> um, well, so, so I would I, add. I've the also. Bump. Yeah, I, I get you on the marriage candle. I've also done put a baby bump on a single white candle where the woman has a fertility issue. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. knows uh, it's and, her. And I have a fertility African statue that I sit with, it, you know, and then you put the little baby, you know, next yes. to it so that can, you, you know, you are an empty little cradle. That's what they want. You, you, you go in the store and you get in the little, um, where is that, where they do the little gift things for the baby showers. You get the little mm-hmm. blue or the little pink cradle and you and that's mm-hmm. what they mm-hmm. want, you know, you put the little baby there. But um yeah. Yeah, yeah I put I put so, on the white candles. Uh, uh, so I, I'm I gonna I'm gonna there. put a few a few more ideas and, and this is um and there are some interesting ways to to work with these figural candles. So I had a client who was facing a mastectomy and she wanted mm-hmm. healing and she told me they're going to cut my left breast off, right? So I very carefully cut the left breast off of that healing doll. And then mm-hmm. I burned another one, which I had cut the left breast off, and then I made a breast, uh, you know, prosthetic breast for it because she intended to have a prosthesis. And so mm-hmm. I actually duplicated. It's like working with dolls, you see. I duplicated the situation. Um I also have done, and I hope you men pardon me, I had a lady who had a man who had, a, um, uh, well, his little dingus didn't work, you know. And so uh, I made a little, rather big, little erect little dingus, and I put it on, I put it on the man's handle. So to to do that kind of stuff, you want to use a fairly soft wax, um, you can mix a little sticky wax or beeswax in. Um, you can mm-hmm. also work a little petroleum jelly in. You can, if you want to, try to work with vigil candle wax, but it's too soft, in my opinion. But you can mix that in with a little harder wax. Wax is, um, you know, it's a continuum of how waxy is it and how oily is it and how sticky is it and how flaky is it. So you have to learn mm-hmm. when you're working with wax what you're trying to, um, yeah, Jeremy said he thought I would use hard wax. Yeah, but I had to have it be a little sticky so I could stick it on. <laughs> All right, there's our there's our music. There's our music. So we're now we're going to take a client. So this has been a a good almost a workshop. We should probably have a workshop on this with the visual. This was fantastic. Rap. 
Yeah, it was Definitely. wonderful. Thank you, Miss Robin. Let's turn this over to Evan, and he's going to bring our client on. Absolutely. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjurman, and this week's special guest, Miss Robin, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to our client. Our client today is Genevieve, calling from area code 510. Genevieve, are you there? Yes. Hi, Genevieve. Thank you for joining us today. Um, your entry, it appears that you have not had a reading with Conjurman, Miss Cat, or our guest, Miss Robin, either. Is that correct? It is correct. I never have had a reading. All right. Well, thank you so much for entrusting us with your situation. I'm going to go ahead and read a brief synopsis before turning it over to Ms. Cat, okay? Okay. Perfect. Um, I left an abusive relationship last year. Since then, it seems as though everything goes wrong. Police declining to press charges, family court lawyer incompetent, unhelpful, career troubles, the list goes on. I know that some misfortunes are the result of my own projection. However, I can't shake the feeling that there may be an external force at work as well. I want to know what I can do to, one, shake the psychic weight, whether it's of my mother's or my making, and two, achieve as much justice as possible in family court on December 1st. Thank you. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, I'm going to ask a couple of questions, and um, I think I'm going to... Um, we we have two readers, and I think we're going to have Ollie do the first reading, Robin do the second reading, and then I will give some root work advice. Um, so um, I'm going to ask um, one question. What is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Leo sun and a Scorpio rising and a Scorpio moon. Okay, let's get that in the chat. And the person, um, this abuser that you've had the trouble with, um what sign is that person, the X? He's a Leo sun and a Gemini rising and an Aquarius moon. Mm, oh, interesting. interesting. Hmm. So, um, that Leo versus Leo, that's a fight. Okay, that's yeah. a fight. Uh, that's a, that's a, you know that doesn't happen. Uh, but when it, I mean often, you know what I'm saying? Because Leos tend to be loyal. But if they go south, man, you're gonna you got two fighting lions. That's that's you know time for the uh, Colosseum and everyone standing there going, oh my God, what am I watching? All right, I'm gonna turn this over to you, Ollie. Um, and this is a serious issue. All right. Yeah, thanks for that, Kat. So I've I've pulled up a, a horror chart, which is really good for sort of yes or no questions, and, and particularly when it comes to contests like this. And what this does is it gives us a very clear understanding based off of what the planets are doing at this particular moment. Um, the symbol for, for you here is, is Mercury. So we're looking at the planet Mercury to see, is Mercury in a good position? Are they willing, are they, you know, is the victory possible here? Mercury is in uh, the term of Venus here in 
in Libra, not a particularly good position. So we asked, what about the rival? What's happening there? And Jupiter represents the rival. Uh, and it looks like the victory in court matters, unfortunately, seems to be going this other person's way. Um, Jupiter is not uh, in, a, in a particularly ideal position, but it is uh, the symbol of, of court matters. And here it is almost conjunct, not entirely conjunct, but with Saturn. So this is the systems mm. of law, the systems of order, uh, and the systems of slowing things down. So this is not a good indication that court matters will go your way. And it usually points to uh, things starting to kind of head in the opposite direction. Now, there is an opportunity here. There's actually an intervening planet that sort of it comes between Mercury and Jupiter here, and that is Venus in Libra. And Venus is in the rulership of, of Venus. Uh, of uh, Libra here. So you need to find a very strong ally that's going to step up and and help you here. This is going to be a woman. Whoever your current representation is, it's fine, but you need to get a spiritual worker that's going to step up and really be an ally. So we see three people involved uh, in addition to the sort of um, you know, your, your, your representation, their representation, the judge, etc. You need to look at a team of people. So you, I would recommend uh, crystal silence leak work. I would recommend candle work. But some ongoing root worker, a woman, someone who is deeply inclined towards justice, who has a strong and fair mind, someone who themselves may have gone through something similar to what you've gone through, or who feels very passionately about what, uh, is happening here. And the reason I say this is the intervening planet, Venus, is in the term of Jupiter. So this, is a, this isn't just an ordinary Venus. This is a Venus that is shaped by a legal mind, by a sense of justice, by a sense of, of dealing and fixing right. Uh, so this is what you would need in this particular instance. I don't see a resolution of this within the next month. We kind of move the chart forward until some form of relationship forms here. And it looks like actually January. So there's some delay that might happen something that maybe there'll be a continuance or maybe there'll be a second judgment that happens around the period of January, end of January or so. So be aware that you're having a little bit more of of a delay happening in this matter, that there are going to be some unexpected uh, surprises that will show up. This will show up probably end of this month, right before. So be mindful of that. I'm prepared for that. Start to look for another spiritual worker who will step in and be this ally for you, the Venus that we see here. Know that your enemy is well-placed. Your rival is in a very strong place, and right now things seem to be headed or is going to be headed their way over the next few weeks. That doesn't mean it's, it's, you know, that's the end of it. You can reverse this, but you need to intervene and intervene fast. You need to be very quick about this. This is where that you represented as Mercury comes into play. You need to be quick on your toes. You need to be able to adjust fast. You need to bring to bear a mixture, an alchemical mixture of a sound legal strategy with a sound magical strategy, and that will be the key to being successful. As things stand, you're headed towards some obstacles, so be aware of that. That's my reading. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Robin, who's doing your next reading, and then Miss Cat is going to give you some uh, root work advice. And it just so happens that Miss Cat uh, is has a very strong mind and a fair mind for this type of working in particular. 
Oh, thank you. I'm going to say one thing, too, because the client, Genevieve, had a question about you know the psychic weight. And what we're seeing here, if I understood you, Ali, is that this is more of a timing issue than it is nobody yeah. cursed you and put you under. This is yeah. really, it's just the, the astrological weather is against you right now. So let's turn this yeah. over to Robin. And, and can you read for Genevieve? Well, I'm seeing, I'm a little bit more simple. I'm not complex like uh, Ollie. Okay. I'm seeing, the, the, I pulled up three cards for you. The first card I pulled up was the Knight of Swords. This means that you're ready to fight. You're engaging in everything that's coming to you. Now, mm-hmm. the second card I pulled up for you is the Moon. That means you need to start listening to your inner voices. You need to start listening because you have to wish instead what is going on, but you say you need not to listen to them. And the third mm-hmm. card that I pulled up for you is in reverse, which is the Florida sword. That means that you need to justify your actions, why things should go your way. Now, I did do the pendulum for you. The pendulum did say it was going to go your way, but it's going to go very slowly. It's not going to go because it's something mm-hmm. in there that he is saying about you that, it's, um, that you're unfit and that you're not deserving to have the child. But it's going to go your way, but it's going to go very, very slowly. It's not. This is not going to be an uh, easy battle or a cakewalk. You are in for a fight. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to ask a, a, a question about this because what, the cards you had, the three cards you had, um, was the Knight of Swords, ready to fight. But that's also a card of some disorganization. You know, like um, not, you know, not protecting yourself. The, the 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 visor is thrown back on that Knight of Swords, and I always say that that person should protect themselves a little more before they go into the fight. The moon is a, a difficult card. You said it's a card of emotions, and, and it's a card of a mm-hmm. lot of uh, emotional turmoil. You really need to think about that. And what was the fourth, third card? I, did you say four third of swords? Third card was the four, four of swords in reverse. Four of Swords in reverse. Okay. So you really have to, ju- it, it, I understand why, that you have to justify yourself and make sure that what you're asking for is, um, you know, within reason and that you can present evidence. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it will, so she's also seeing with her pendulum, and this is, again, I'm, I'm anticipating because I know Ms. Robin pretty well. Did you do that pendulum over the cards? Yes, you know, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because I know you so well. <laughs> this is an old-fashioned way of working, and this is a way of working. Again, we have a lot of newbies in the, you know in chat, and they don't know what we're talking about. I did a pendulum, but over what? So you can do it. Some people do a pendulum over a pendulum chart board, and some people do the pendulum over the cards they just threw, and that's what she did. And I knew she did that. Yeah. That's what we do. A lot of us do that. Um, so she's saying slow action, very slow. All right, yeah. and, yeah. and, 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 and Nagashiva said, I guess, that also. Yeah. Let me and, just, um, can I just jump in real quick and say, be mindful of your health as well. There's some to, I mean, the, the, both Ms. Robin and I are seeing this, this thing move very slowly, but there's an aspect of this that will start to, if it hasn't already affecting your health, 
be mindful of that, that this type of stress, this type of energy can really build up. That When you talk about heaviness on your chest, that's going to manifest bodily. So if you're, if you're not taking care of yourself physically, you're going to be in a weaker state fighting all this. So be mindful of your health because it can start to have an impact. Okay, and I'm going to just throw in my Knight of Swords. The Knight of Swords, back in the old days, he has his visor thrown back. We say he's heedless and careless of his his mouth, his nose, his eyes. They could be hurt, right? Now I just go, mm-hmm. Does he? is he not wearing his mask? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going, like, this means, you. I mean, this is actual physical health. If you're going into court, make sure you actually keep social distance. Because mm. this is a warning card about COVID these days. It won't always be, but right now it is. And it's just like, wow, <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. Can I ask her, yeah. are you going to go in actual court or are you doing virtual? Because a lot of it's being virtual now. Um, no, it'll it'll be in the courthouse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Be careful. Be careful. That just is yeah. a little notice. Yeah. Now, yeah. and I also mindful. do have to ask, because because we saw this idea of a female helper from Contraman, do you have a lawyer? I do have a lawyer. Um, and is your lawyer is your lawyer male or female? She is a woman, um, but she, um, you, in family court, um, you have to pay in advance for everything. They're not allowed to work on a contingency fee, and um, she won't subpoena anyone I've asked her to subpoena because she says I can't mm. afford it. And so I'm afraid that yeah. um, I'm going to have to just testify about things, um, and it'll only be my word. That's yeah. yeah. This is not your can ally. you get a loan? I'm serious. This says a woman can help you, but if she needs money to help you, I mean that's the system. The system is all based around money, and that's just the truth of it. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, root work. All right. I I do believe you have a tough thing. If you can't get those people subpoenaed, um, I don't know. If you if you know anything about the law, you understand. You can't just go up there and say it's my word. They'll say it's hearsay, and uh, that won't be allowed. So you have to get somebody subpoenaed. Um, yeah. Now, to, to talk about root work. So one of the things you're going to need is money. And this is coming up, you said, I think, December 1st. So yeah. uh, you got to you, – I'm sorry, say again? December oh, yeah. 3rd. December 1st. Okay. So you need to get some money together, and you get, need this lawyer to get off the, the – you know, off of first base and start running the bases for you. So – that would be one of the major things. Now, you could also do some, of course, you're going to do work for um, the court case to go your way. I'm going to tell you an old spell, very old spell, first recorded by Zora Neale Hurston, African-American folklorist and novelist who picked up this spell in New Orleans around 1925-26, and she published it in 1931. I showed uh, the layout for it in my uh, video for the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival 2020. This is a court case spell. You're going to need a pan of sand or a salt. You're going to need um, nine brown candles, and you're going to need nine black candles, and you're going to need three larger white candles, which are the master candles. And those master candles, if you're a Christian, would be the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. If you're not a Christian, and like say if you're a Jew, you just might use one master candle for God Almighty and just let it go with that. But you, many people will use three master candles. Many people use one. You just need a master candle from which you're, to um, 
to kind of oversee everything. You're going to pray. You're going to light your master candle. You set these candles up in the salt or sand in a row. If you want to buy 18 small candle holders, you could set them all up in candle holders, but nobody ever does that, and put them in a pan of sand. And they're going to burn. you're going to burn one per day for nine days, but they're all going to be there. And um, the, the row of brown candles and then a space and the row of black candles, they sh- when they burn down, the wax should not touch. The um, brown candles, you're going to put the name of your um, helpers, and you can put down your lawyer's name or anybody who's on your side. Write them real small, and you can wrap that paper, just wrap it around the base of the candle, and then put the candle in the salt. The names of your enemies, you're going to put under your, your what well, you can say the abuser's name nine times, or you can use nine different people, but let's just call it the abuser's name nine times, and any of his friends and helpers. And you're going to light the master candle. You're going to say your prayers um, for help in the court case. You're going to dress the brown candles with court case oil, and you're going to dress the black candles with destruction oil. And uh, destruction oil shows a tower being struck by lightning and people jumping out to their doom. And uh, the court case shows a friendly judge. So you're going to light one every day for nine days, one brown, one black. First you light the, uh, the brown, get them started, and then you say, now, and now to my enemies, I wish destruction. And the next day you're going to do them again. They'll just burn in a little row. Every day you light that same master candle at the opening. And if you want to um, burn some court case incense, that's a good thing to do. And um, that's one of the oldest court case spells I know that uses, it's called a novena of candles or nine candles. Um, some people will pray, depending on how you're going to pray, will pray Psalms number 35, which is for um, justice. And some people will pray Psalms number 37, which is for to stop gossip or bad talk about you. And uh, you can pray them one after the other, 31st, 35, and then 37. And um, that is very commonly used. I don't know your background. I don't know your religious background or anything, but I think that would work for you no matter where you come from or what you believe. And that's my um, idea of a a pretty good spell to help you. I definitely want to see you get some money. And so what I would do is with every candle I light, I would put a coin down symbolically. So at the end of nine days, there'll be 18 coins. Oh, actually, you can light uh, one every day for the master candle, so it would be three times nine, 27 coins. And those coins you would make as an offering to the poor and ask for help getting the money that you need to get that lawyer to work for you and start right away. All right, anybody else want to add anything to this? Well, if she's going into the courtroom, I have advised her to have some little John the Conqueror chew so she can spit it his way. Also saying mm-hmm. that's not only those Psalms that uh, Kat mentioned to you, say Psalms 59, those who rise mm-hmm. up against you. So you, mm-hmm. you, you can put it back with them. Uh, I would add in the master candle, I will add some deer tongue, so stuff that will be for mm-hmm. more to come to help you, um, and some white mustard seeds, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. some court case oil. I would also probably, with that, uh, that she had, uh, said, I would also have some, uh, put some for your lawyer's um, candle to put some wisdom and some crown of success on it. That's all I got. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So that would be King Solomon Wisdom because it is a, a case that has mm-hmm. to do with family law. And that when King Solomon was known for that, that's a really good addition. And um, and also Crown of Success. So that with the court case. So that's a three-way blend. Um, mm-hmm. All right. That's a, that's a good way to work. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Robin, for those additions. All righty. Oh, oh, one more thing. And if you want to read that uh, spell in full, you will find it in Genuine Black and White Magic of Marie Laveau by a whole host of people, Zoran Hurston, Hurst and Anne Flightman, Larry B. Wright, and me, and everybody else who contributed to that thing over the years. It's a, it's a kind of a book of shadows, I guess you could say, that has about six or eight different uh, authors. And it's in there. All right, let's turn this over to, I presume, what will be next coming up will be the fabulous, the often imitated but rarely surpassed network schedule announcement. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Miss Robin of robinsmojo.com in Northern California. Hey, Miss Robin. Hello. So. Now, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, oh go you're, ahead. you're going to give the free spell. <laughs> oh, my spell. Okay. Um, it's listed on the thing. This is a love spell that is done with the uh, figurine uh, love candles. You would want to get a tray, or I tell people you can get those uh, because they're figurines and they're opened, you can get the the big old giant uh, red clay flower pot, or they have the big red clay flower pot um, uh, little saucers that you can get. You can use those mm-hmm. too. So, because when they burn, then it doesn't burn. So always mm-hmm. be safe. And so what you're going to do is you're going to get the two red candles. This is a little spell, and you're going to get one bride and groom candle, which is white. You're going to take and hollow out the bottom of the base of the candle. Then you're going to put in your herbs, okay? Mm -hmm. I will use cinnamon, sugar, uh, hot pepper, because you want to spice it up, okay, and Mm -hmm. some catnip, and then you want to close them. You want to seal. So you want to do this. Uh, oh, and don't forget that your little parchment paper, you want to put it, write it on either a brown parchment paper or some copy paper. It's fine. With your red ink, you want to put on what you want, what you desire from this person. And then on the other one, you want to put your his name and then your name nine times over his in his candle. 
and then mm-hmm. know what your desires are in your candle. Then mm-hmm. you're going to fill the candles. Then you're going to scribe their names on your candle. So his name goes on your candle, and your name goes on his candle. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then you're going to wrap them up with the red twine. You're going to have sugar at the bottom. So you're going to stick these two candles down with the sugar. Then you're going to put your come-to-me oil on there. You're going to put honey on there. And then you're going to light them and let them burn. You're going to do it for three days in a row. So you're going to let them burn for a little bit. And then you're going to put them out like a third of the way. And then a third of the way again. And then the last time you light it, you're going to let it burn all the way out. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take that hot wax and you're going to roll it around in that sugar that you have all down there and get it all nice and rolled up into the sugar. And it's still going to be warm, and you're going to make it go around the face, all over the base of the white candle. Because you're bringing your two loves together and you want to get married. So when you have in there, have a date that you want to get married on. Make it, you know, don't make it like, I want to get married tomorrow. It ain't going to work like that. But have a decent date that you want to get married. And then you're wrapping the two of your loves together and then you light that candle. Wow. And that's right. Wow. So this is, I've got to ask a question. This is really great. So we I talked earlier with our client about a pan of sand or a pan of salt. And so mm-hmm. what you're using is a pan of sugar or a, this big tray, this big red clay saucer of sugar. That's what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? And right. so they're just sitting there in the sugar, burning in the sugar. Right, because okay. what that's that's right. That's, That's the great. And then, and then you're going to. And you dousing the uh, figurines in honey. So That's right. And sweet. Yeah, well, that's a very, very old traditional. That's very old mm-hmm. school uh, to add honey to sugar or add sugar to honey. Um, that is very, very powerful because you've got two ways to make them sweet. Um, now, when you've got this all together, and I'm going to ask the question just as if I were a newbie, but Miss mm-hmm. Robin, now I've got this tray full of sugar, and I've got this wax, and I've got it all there, and what am I going to do with this, Miss Robin? <laughs> you're rolling the sugar into the wax, and then you're mm-hmm. adding it to the base of the bride and groom candle. It's your mm-hmm. two loves coming together, and you're putting it around the white candle so you can get marriage. All right. Now, after I've done this, Ms. Robin, what do I do with it? I mean, it's all it's burned up, and i got this base, and i got the, all the... Do I bury it? Do I throw it in the trash? Do I mail no, it to no, Paris, oh, Texas? You never, you never throw nothing in the trash. <laughs> that, that's a worst mistake a lot of people... To this day, a lot of people make. You never throw mm-hmm. it in trash. When you do your seven-day visual candles, please put them in the recycling. Don't throw them mm-hmm. in the trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, once it's melted, you put mm-hmm. that in a red-like bag, and you can put it in your 
um, what is that, your panty drawer, or you can put it between your mattress for for, mm-hmm. for your bed into the day you get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this is a marriage spell more than just a mm-hmm. sex spell. Well, uh, mm. well, it's not a sex spell. It's a love spell. So the mm-hmm. love spell was to enter into marriage. Yes. Okay. So this is somebody so already done past the, you know, the honeymoon stage of uh, dating. They're on to the next phase. Yes, on to the next phase. They're, they're <laughs> keeping <laughs> wrapping up their men. Uh, can I suggest something real quick? Um, sure. I, I know because we're running out of time. There is a new movie out. And I advise everyone to see it that's in this. It's called mm. Spell. And you can get it on Prime. You can rent it on Prime for fourteen ninety nine, or you can look at it for nine ninety nine. But it's called Spell. It has a lot of old, traditional hoodoo magic in it. I, I mean, this is more scarier than Skeleton Key. All right. You spell the name of the title. S P E L L. Spell. That's the name of it. Spell. Okay. The name of it is called Spell. Yeah. Okay. I think All I right. Found Got it. it. All righty. If you can post a link, um, anybody, that would be great. Thank you, Miss Robin. Now we're right. eating into Evan's time. <laughs> so let's turn it over to Evan real quick. No worries. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman. And thank you, Miss Robin of Robin's Mojo in Northern California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be John St. Germain bringing us the topic of healing pets with hoodoo. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from readingsbyevan.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here, and I invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Evan. And um, I just have a little minute here to just um, tell folks that um, while we are uh, thinking about things to do, movies to see, I'm going to post a little YouTube link in here to a song called All You Fascists Bound to Lose. And um, this version... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And this version of it is by Oakland's Finest, the Miss Cousins. And it's got a beautiful um, video that goes along with it. Um, I posted the link. They only have 8,857 views. Go on and look at Woody Guthrie's All You Fascists Bound to Lose by the Missing Cousins. Okay, everybody, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>